plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Good evening, I'm Chris Simino, Patriots Inside of Scout.com, and also your host of Locked On Patriots, your source for everything Patriots. Today is Saturday, January 21st, 2017. We are getting ready for the AFC Championship tomorrow. Uh, we're going to break down the Patriots versus the Steelers, round two. Uh, last time they faced off, as we spoke about the other day, uh, Big Ben was on the mend, so this week's game uh, should be a little bit different than week seven, although I do think the result uh, might not be that much different. Uh, today we recapped uh, what uh, that week seven game uh, yesterday, actually, we did the the week seven recap of the game, and the one takeaway we had was that the Patriots did make some mistakes and played some vanilla football, but they still shut down Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and the Steelers, and uh, came away with a, a pretty impressive win, considering that they didn't really play that well at all. Uh, before we get started, I just want my listeners to know that it can be found on Twitter under the handle Chris underscore Simino. That's C-H-R-I-S underscore S-I-M-O-N-E-A-U. If you have any questions for the show, be it about the Patriots, myself, Patriots Insider, or if you're looking to advertise here on Locked On Patriots, you can email me directly at Simino.Christopher5 at gmail.com. That's Simino, S-I-M-O-N-E-A-U. Dot Christopher, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R, the number 5, at gmail.com. If you are a member of Patriots Insider on Scout.com, you can contact me directly on the site via message. Okay, let's get to the injury updates so we can get an idea who's going to be in and who's going to be out for tomorrow's AFC showdown. For the Patriots, there's still nobody listed as out, nobody listed as doubtful, uh, but they do have some questionable uh, players. Wide receiver Danny Amendola is still questionable. He's still dealing with that high ankle sprain. Uh, tight end Martellus Bennett still dealing with his knee. I expect both of them to play. Uh, running back Brandon Bolden is also dealing with a knee issue. Bolden's up in the air. We'll see how that goes. Linebacker Dante Hightower also dealing with a shoulder issue. I do think that Hightower will play. I'd be stunned if he didn't. It's going to take a major injury to keep him out. Wide receiver Chris Hogan also dealing with a thigh issue. Again, I think that's the same scenario as Hightower. I think it's going to have to be a major thing to keep him out of the game completely. Even if he's not up to full speed, he can still be a decoy and somebody that the Pittsburgh has to keep an eye on. So I do think that Hogan will be in the game, I just don't know how effective he's going to be. Um, I could pretty much say the same sentiment for the next gentleman, wide receiver Malcolm Mitchell, also dealing with, uh, he actually has a knee issue. Uh, Mitchell is a guy that really, really, really would like to see um, ready to go tomorrow. That's that's the hope, because he uh, he could help, and he was starting to get a good rapport with Brady. You know, they're starting to hit those back shoulder throws and things like that. So uh, it's time to get Mitchell out there, hopefully. And uh, if they have him, I think he's going to give the Steelers some problems because he not only showed that he has a good rapport with Brady, he also has a good uh, ability in the red zone to get open and make plays. And that's an area that the Patriots struggled against Houston last week. Um, and that they're going to struggle with that without Gronkowski. So hopefully Mitchell's able to play. Uh, lastly, Defensive end Jabal Shields still listed with a knee injury. Again, he's another one that is crucial. They're going to need him to go tomorrow. So, you know, barring that he 
completely tweaks the thing in, in pregame warm-ups, I'm, I'm expecting Sheard to play. Uh, for the Steelers, they also have nobody listed as out, nobody listed as doubtful. Uh, as far as their questionable list, it dwindled uh, substantially. Basically, by, they pulled the guys with the flu pretty much off, so they must be doing a little bit better. Um, questionable tight end Ladarius Green, that's big for them. If Green isn't able to go, that's going to be a problem for Pittsburgh, a team that's really struggled in the red zone. They just, you know, Le'Veon Bell is a good running back, but he's not your prototypical red zone running back. And Antonio Brown, same deal. He's he's a great wide receiver, but when you get him in tight areas, he's not exactly the greatest red zone threat. Ladarius Green gives them that tight end big threat that Roethlisberger needs in order to score touchdowns instead of kicking field goals. So that's a big one. So Ladarius Green dealing with the concussion. He's also sick with the flu, so he's got the double whammy going on there. Um, I think Green will find a way to play, but clearly he's going to be a little bit limited. Clearly the concussion, you know, I don't know how much that limits a guy when they get to that point where they're healthy. Um, but the thing is they're taking time bomb because if he gets hit again, he could be done. But with the illness, that could limit him also and uh, add to, you know, things – Issues like dehydration, which we're going to get to in a minute. Uh, linebacker, outside linebacker, DN, James Harrison, still dealing with a shoulder and a triceps. James Harrison's going to play. End of story. Running back Fitzgerald Toussaint has a concussion. I wouldn't be surprised if Toussaint missed the game, um, but that's not a huge loss for Pittsburgh as he's just a backup. Kid's not a bad player, but he is just a backup, so I don't think he'll be an issue in this game. Um, we did discuss... Uh, a couple days ago, the Steelers were dealing with that major flu bug, infected up to 15 players and staff. Um, they did list some of their players, um, but some others, like Le'Veon Bell, they weren't listed as ill. Um, but I, I think that issue was what was happening with him, too. Uh, Roosevelt Colvin, a former outside linebacker for the Bears and the Patriots, he talked about the 2006 AFC title game, a game when Patriots fans um, really don't want to think about. He said that, and this is, we didn't know this at the time, and we really didn't learn this until he talked about it. Uh, six Patriots were dealing with the flu during that game, and even though they were good to go in the first half, and they had a big lead, they were up 21-3 to at one point. Uh, they started cramping up in the second half, and, and actually Colvin was lost for the game after the first series of the, of the third quarter. It was a huge blow. He was their best pass rusher, and that defense was actually pretty good. Uh, Indy went on to come back and win the game. But uh, the biggest thing, biggest takeaway for me was to to hear about the cramping and the dehydration, how that was a big part of the, that was the big problem from having the flu. Uh, it wasn't because, you know, they, they could play. They just couldn't play the entire game because their bodies just weren't completely ready for it because they were still recovering from being sick. So that's something that Pittsburgh is going to deal with this week too. And if that's guys like Le'Veon Bell, if he's actually one of those players, which I do believe he is, you know, you get to the fourth quarter and your running back is, is gassed and, you know, got guys, really good guys that happen, it could be gassed. That could be bad news for the Steelers. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, let's take a minute to hear from one of our sponsors. Uh, Patriots Insider on Scout.com provides daily news, video from NFL.com, incredible fantasy sports, just football, baseball, basketball. It's awesome. Uh, you can sign up. It does cost money, but it's worth it. You can you can get in there, and it's, it's pretty cool. Um, also, you can earn money back by signing up for Patriots Insider on Scout.com. So what you can do, you can get... 10% off tickets to MLB, NFL, M NBA, or NHL games. You can also get tickets on uh, discounted tickets to concerts, movies, 
The amusement park, which the deals, the Six Flags, is unbelievable. You get a $70 ticket for $45, so say if a family of four, you just save yourself 100 bucks. So that alone would pay for your parking and would pay for, the, for a whole year worth of Patriots Insider. You're also going to receive 10% off purchases from Fanatics.com, which is awesome. You think about it right now, too. If the Patriots win tomorrow and they win the AFC Championship and you want to get like a T-shirt or something like that or a sweatshirt, well, if you get 10% off from Fanatics.com, you just save probably the amount of money that you would have paid for your shipping. So go check that out. Also, you get to save, uh, you get a free one-year subscription to Sports Illustrated. So this is pretty cool. Again, here's the rundown for being a member of Patriots Insider on Scout.com. You get access to some pretty cool fantasy football information. You get 10% off tickets to NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL games. You get discounted concert tickets to, to a huge array of bands, discounted movie tickets, and also deep discounts on amusement park tickets like Six Flags. 10% off purchases from Fanatics.com, a free one-year subscription to Sports Illustrated, and you get all this for $5 per month or $49 for the year. This is, seriously, $5 a month or $49 for the year. You can't beat that. So what you got to do to sign up is go to nwe.scout.com. Again, that's nwe.scout.com to register today. This is an unbelievable deal. Go do this. If you just heard this show and you're listening to this show right now and you said, you know what, I know we're going to take the kids to Six Flags in the summer, you should go sign up for the website today. Order your tickets for the day. You go right on, check your calendar, figure out what you're going to do, order your tickets, and take advantage of these savings. You can't beat it. Sign up today, nwe.scout.com. Go register. All right, so the big thing we wanted to talk about this week, and we obviously wanted to update you guys on the injuries and all that, but we want to do a Patriots and Steelers matchup breakdown. Uh, we looked at the offense, Patriots offense and the Steelers defense matchup. We also looked at the Patriots defense versus the Steelers offensive matchup. So we'll start it off by taking a look at the Patriots offense versus the Steelers defense. Now, you're hearing a lot, I've been hearing a lot all week, but people tell me how the Steelers defense is better than Houston's and you know they make more plays and they've... You know, because they have more sacks and more interceptions and, and things like that, and, and I'm sorry, I just I'm, I'm not gonna I can't buy it. I, I don't think that the Steelers' defense is better than Houston's, and it's not even about if they're better or not. It's just because I, I look at this matchup and I see what the Steelers do against the Patriots, and I see what Houston did against the Patriots, and I see the personnel that each team possesses between the Texans and the Steelers. And the Steelers don't have the type of personnel in the positions that are needed to slow this Patriots team down. The Texans do. So I've, I talked about that a couple days ago. I've talked about that at length during this week. And I hope fans need realize, and I hope they didn't buy too much into some of the narrative that you heard on some of the, you know, the big talk radio shows this week. Yes, the Steelers' defense, they're pretty good. They, you know, they make some plays... They've given up 20.4 points per game, which makes them a top 10 uh, scoring defense, you know, at exactly 10th in the league. Um, giving up 342.6 yards per game, which is 12th. Uh, but they've given up 242.6 passing yards per game through the air, which is 16th, so, you know, middle of the pack as far as their overall pass defense. You know, people talk about, oh, they do a good job with interceptions and this and that. Well, you know, at the same time, they're also giving up to almost you know, 242 passing yards a game, they're just middle of the pack. So if they're pa- playing a very good pass off pass offense, like the New England Patriots, 
they're going to probably give up more than what they give up on average because they're playing one of the better teams. So I think the Patriots can be able to throw the ball on Pittsburgh at e- with ease. And as far as their run defense is concerned, which people say that's really good too, but it's really, again, average. They're giving up exactly 100 yards rushing per game. Uh, that was what they averaged during the season, which put them 13th in the league. Now the Patriots run for 117 yards a game. So you can pretty much write it up that the Patriots are going to run for, for three figures. They're going to go for over 100 yards on the ground. And you can pretty much chalk it up that they're going to go for over 300 yards through the air. You know, they go for 269.2 a game, but as we know with Josh McDaniels, he, he likes to throw. And when they face the Steelers, when they get into that zone and they have two the rookie corners and all the things that they're dealing with in their secondary, they're going to throw for over 300 yards against this, against this defense. I You know, last week I... I made the mistake of falling into the trap of of um, how well the Patriots played against Miami, thinking that against Houston that they were going to be able to throw the ball on them with ease. And not with ease, but be able to do better than what they actually ended up doing. Um, it's different this week against Pittsburgh because not only did the Houston game warm the Patriots up, and get them ready. And people don't quite understand how that how that works in sports. You know, when you play a team that's really, really good on defense, and they make you work, and they, there's things that they make you do. The next week, and you act if you've practiced properly and you've gone and looked at your mistakes and done what you're supposed to do, you will play better. You will because you're not going to face a defense that's the same level. And you're going to work harder than you did the week before because you want to make up for the mistakes that you made. And you're going to be more mentally focused. You're going to be into it. And that ends up being usually a pretty good game for the offense that had to face a great defense the week before. And the Steelers, again, they're a run-of-the-mill defense. They're, they're, they're better than average, but not much. And the, the thing that the, everyone's talking about them being, you know, this great defense again and how you know, Ryan Shazier and his emergence and, uh, you know, I just, I don't, I'm not buying it yet. I know Dupree's been playing well. I know, I, I know, but I just, I just don't think that the Steelers' defense is even close to as good as the Texans, especially because that's secondary. That's a big, big reason why. I do think that the linebackers in Pittsburgh are better than what Houston has. I think the D-line in Houston is better than, than Pittsburgh's. Just overall, Houston's going to set the Patriots up this week to be prepared to face a Steelers defense, again, that's better than average, but not as good as everybody thinks they are. Um, again, the Patriots scored 27 points the last time these two teams met, so I wouldn't expect anything less than that. I actually personally expect more. We'll get into that in a minute, but I think the Patriots are going to score over 30 points in this game. And again, I think they'll throw for over 300 yards. I think they got to run for over 100. I think Brady's going to have a good day. I wouldn't be surprised if Brady did throw an interception. That seems to be a, a common uh, thing here. But he still makes the plays to win the game when needed, and he proved that again. Even against Seattle in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, he threw picks in that game, and then he went nuts and led the team back. And that was why he was the MVP, and that's why he that's why he's Tom Brady. So, you know, he may throw an interception, but I, I don't think it's going to be the the end all for the Patriots. I just don't think the Steelers' defense is as good as everyone thinks they are. And I think New England's going to be able to move the ball at will. So um, New England's third in the league in scoring this this year. And, and I think that, you know, when they face teams like Pittsburgh, they really they, they just turn it up. 
So I'm, I'm going to say predicted points for the Patriots offense versus the Steelers defense. Uh, I'm going to say Patriots are going to score 34 points. So again, um, Patriots are going to score 34 points. And again, I think the big big issue is that the Steelers defense is just not as good as Houston's. And the Patriots got themselves a good look at a good defense and a good look at the issues that they're going to possibly deal with themselves. So to know what their problems are and have a chance to work on them all week leading up to the game, that's huge. So, again, Patriots are going to score 34. Um, so now let's take a look at the Steelers' offense, which is very good, versus the Patriots' defense, which, when it comes down to it, it may not be pretty, but they're also very good. Like we've talked about many times, uh, the last time these two teams met, uh, Ben Roethlisberger was not available. Um, but, you know, they still managed to compete with the Patriots, but it just they didn't have enough firepower. And when you don't have Roethlisberger, especially when you're at home, it definitely takes away from what they can do. Um, so overall this season, the Steelers' offense averaged 24.9 points per game, so 25 points per game. Not top 10, but just outside, ranked 11th in the NFL. Uh, they averaged 372 yards per game. That is top 10, ranked 7th in the league. Uh, they have the 5th-ranked passing offense at 262.6 passing yards per game. Um, makes sense when you have the best wide receiver in the NFL on your team, and also Le'Veon Bell's excellent out of the backfield catching the ball too. And they average 110 rushing yards per game, which is is good. It's not as good as the Patriots, but it's pretty close. Um, ranked 14th. You'd expect them to be a little bit higher, but let's not forget that in the beginning of the season, uh, we had uh, Le'Veon Bell on suspension due to his uh, marijuana smoking uh, issue. You know, it happens. These guys, you know, they smoke weed, and then next thing you know, they get suspended for a little while. So Le'Veon had to deal with that. And uh, that's why he missed the first couple games of the season. But obviously it didn't affect his game. But I do think it affected the Steelers' overall ranking in the rushing yards per game. They probably would have been a little bit higher if he was there for the for the first few weeks. But again, the, the proof is in the numbers, and they rank 110 yards per game. As for the Patriots' defense, uh, they gave up 15.6 points per game. That was first in the league this season. They gave up 16 points to Houston in the playoffs. So the, their points against is pretty much... 16. Um, and if you look at what the Steelers, the Steelers score the first time they played, it was 27 to 16. So 16 is kind of the, the number the Patriots tend to give up. And again, that's why they average 15.6 uh, points per game allowed. Uh, they give up 326.4 total yards per game. That's where they finished off the end of the season. That was eighth in the NFL, which is an incredible jump considering where they were at earlier on the year. Uh, 237.9 passing yards allowed per game, 12th again. I know that's not top 10, top 5, anything like that, but considering where they were and how much they improved uh, from week, say, week 6 all the way to week 17, now week, week 19 we're in here, um, that's impressive. They moved all the way up to 12th. So, And the, and the yardage number itself, 237.9, is very uh, palatable as a Patriots, um, someone who studies the Patriots and knows what they've been doing all season. Um, 88.6 rushing yards allowed per game. That's fourth in the league, so they have a very good run defense. Um, the charge is led by Allen Branch, and then they, you know, Malcolm Brown does a great job, and Hightower does a great job, and depending on who's in there, for linebackers, Landon Roberts is great against the run. So the Patriots' defense is pretty good, and the thing about the Patriots' defense is that when they decide they're going to take guys away, they're going to do it. 
and they do it. They pull it off. So I think that Le'Veon Bell, I think he'll run between 180 and 100 yards tomorrow, but not the crazy 160 stuff that he was doing against Kansas City. Kansas City was so undisciplined on defense, it was not even funny. You know, the D linemen were getting all turned out. They weren't getting into their gaps. They weren't controlling their gaps properly. The linebackers were then getting caught up because the D linemen were getting washed out. It was just a nightmare. I watched a tape of it multiple times and just said to myself, good God, the Patriots defensive line does not get washed down like that. It's not going to happen. So I think Le'Veon Bell is going to probably run for about, I'm going to say predicted 83 yards. That's what Bell will go for, 83 yards on the ground. But it's going to be on about 25 carries because uh, they're going to try to force the ball into him. Um, so I, I just I think the Steelers' offense will be able to move the ball. But again, the, their red zone woes are, are going to come to fruition in this game. You have a team with major red zone problems offensively against a team that takes pride in the red zone stops. So I, I just don't think that Pittsburgh is going to be able to score enough touchdowns to to beat the Patriots in this game. And, and it's mainly because the Patriots' defense is a lot better than people think they are. You know, you got Trey Flowers, who's been a huge, huge addition to the to the pass rush. He's also turned out to be pretty good against the run too. But he's gonna get he's gonna give Roethlisberger problems. The Patriots haven't had a pass rusher like Flowers to get after Pittsburgh, and I think that he's the type of guy that because he's so strong that he's not gonna bounce off of Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger is gonna go down when he gets hit by him. I also wouldn't be surprised to see Malcolm Brown make some plays in, in the pass rushing game here. I just I think that the Patriots have figured it out as far as how to defend the pass with this personnel unit that they have. Again, as far as the run was concerned, it's never been an issue. They've been awesome all year against that. Again, the guys I mentioned earlier with Allen Branch and again uh, Malcolm Brown, Dante Hightower, Landon Roberts, all those guys have done a great job. And let me not forget. I will not forget this one because I could. I don't want to leave his name out. Patrick Chung. Patrick Chung played awesome against the Steelers last game, and the big reason why they shut down Le'Veon Bell and kept him to 80 yards was because of Mr. Chung. So he's another one that's going to be a big, big factor tomorrow uh, against the Steelers' offense. I think that Chung is a guy that. Patriots can use as almost like an extra linebacker hybrid slash defensive back, and that's basically what he is. So that's a huge, a huge benefit for New England tomorrow is not only how well he played against them, but he has to have confidence knowing that okay, here we go again. I get to play these Steelers. I know I can. I know what to do. I know where to be. That's a huge, huge X factor, and um, I'd be remiss not to mention the fact that I think that Chung is going to be a big factor in the game tomorrow. Uh, Steelers are going to score some points. Again, like I said, they're going to drive. Uh, they'll probably kick four field goals, and you know maybe maybe they'll score some touchdowns. But I don't see them scoring enough against this defense. I just don't see it happening. Even if they're at Heinz Field, which they are better, uh, Roethlisberger is considerably better uh, at home than he is on the road. Uh, I just again, I, I just don't see it happening. I don't think that this team can come into New England and score the amount of points that they need to hang with Tom Brady and, and the Patriots. It just doesn't – they couldn't do it at home. Again, they did it. They had backups, and they had Landry Jones in the game, and they weren't quite where they are now. But they were still a pretty good offense at the time, and Le'Veon Bell had been back for 
a month. It's not like he had been back for a week. He had been back for a month, so he was good to go. So I just I I think that Pittsburgh will move the ball, but they're not going to be able to score in the red zone, at least score touchdowns, and that's going to be um, the nail in their coffin in the 2016 season. As far as how many total points the Steelers will score, I was going to go with 13, but I've decided that I'm going to go up. I'm going to bump that thing up to 20 because I'm going to respect that offense a little bit more because I think they will be able to score. But I think the 20th point and that last score is going to come late in the fourth quarter when they're way down and they're driving and they're trying to scramble to to make something out of the game. Um, so my final predicted score for the 2016 AFC Championship is uh, the New England Patriots 34 and the Pittsburgh Steelers 20. I think that Ben Roethlisberger will throw an interception. I also think that Tom Brady will throw an interception. But I think that things will even out in the turnover game. I think the Patriots are going to hurt them in the passing game. I also think that Garrett Blount is going to have himself a big game, and Deion Lewis could also be a big factor in this game too. Um, I think that you're going to see a big game out of Julian Edelman, and I think that you might possibly see a big game out of Michael Floyd. I know we talked about that last week, and it, it didn't happen. He actually played pretty bad, and he was on the dud list and all that good stuff, but the kid's still a good football player, and people like to redeem themselves, especially athletes, after they have a bad one. So I wouldn't be surprised if Floyd was to have a good game against this Pittsburgh secondary. So, again, I predict the Patriots to win 34-20 to and to move on to the uh, Super Bowl 51. As far as the other game, I know that's not – this is locked on Patriots, but I'll just throw a little score out there so you guys, you Patriots fans, can get an idea what I'm thinking for the Super Bowl. I think that the Packers' injuries are going to finally do them in. Uh, Rodgers is awesome. He's been out of his mind, but I think their injuries are going to do them in, and they're not going to be able to stop Atlanta as many times as they need to. So I'm going to go uh, Falcons 31, Packers 28. I think it's still going to be close, but I think the Falcons will pull it out in the end. So I think we're looking at a Patriots-Falcons Super Bowl. Again, Patriots 34, Steelers 20, and I see the Falcons beating the Packers by a field goal. So I want to thank you all for joining us today on this Saturday edition, Saturday night edition, ooh la la, of Locked On Patriots. And be sure to go to iTunes, subscribe to our show today, as in right now. I mean, God's sakes, they talk about us on ESPN, they talk about us on Sports Illustrated. If you haven't subscribed by now, I don't know what you're waiting for. And be sure to tell your friends about us. They might even look at you and say, we've already heard of them. What are you waiting for? Well, here at Locked On Patriots, we're all about getting Patriots fans the most info you need to be the most in-the-know Patriots fan. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to do a short, quick little pregame show. Uh, we're going to take a look at the injury list, and uh, we'll do a pregame show right around. We'll post it right around 530, uh, so that way you guys can get an idea of the inactives, uh, who's in, who's out, any breaking news, anything that happens before the game that came out of nowhere. And we'll also um, we'll give you guys a score of the NFC Championship, which by then you'll have already known it, but we're going to say it anyways because that's what we do here at Lockdown Patriots. Uh, so, again, thank you guys all for joining us. We, we really appreciate you guys this season. It's been it's been fun, um, and let's just hope that this weekend isn't the last weekend of talking about actual games, and, again, I don't think it's going to be. Again, Patriots 34-20 to 20 tomorrow. Um, again, I'm your host, Chris Simino. Thank you for joining us tonight. Get some sleep, Patriots fans. you got a busy, busy day tomorrow leading up to a big, big game tomorrow night. Have a great night. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. 
I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.